it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Scott. Scott, how are we doing today? Well, Sam, as you know, it is Thursday, and you know what that means. It's time for another wonderful episode of Above the Ring. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is another fun-filled, exciting Week of wrestling. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Revolution, AEW's next pay-per-view is up this week. You will actually be able to check out our pre-show or our go-home show Sunday morning. Uh, we will drop it then so you can listen to it. So you can spend all the big focus listening to our pre-show and just fangirling over the possibilities of what might happen. But... Today, we're going to go over just, uh, you know, the usual shit. Um, Start off with some news. First and foremost, we forgot to mention it last time. It's Scott and I being big NWA fans. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Josephus, other known as the question mark, passed away last week. Um, I don't think Scott or I have to tell you that his character has been one that has (laughs) been one of our favorites watching... uh, NWA Power, NWA Shockwave, anything NWA at this point, but um, thoughts out to him and his family. And as Scott and I, we were just about to start recording, we came across a crazy article, which I didn't even know. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know he was alive. Jim Crockett, legendary promoter, owner of Jim Crockett Productions, the property that would eventually become WCW passed away at 76 you know i i i don't really have to speak for anybody when i say that you know he played not so much him but like i mean the fact that he owned what would eventually become nwa wcw um i don't think he gets talked about a lot but you know every time we talk about the infamous money net wars in the WCW side of things, his name is usually like one of the first ones to pop up. Yep. But uh, again, thoughts out to him and uh, his family and the like. But we do have some exciting news. Well, we'll actually start off with uh, NWA. Scott sent this to me. Um, 
and I didn't see it because I took all my social media platforms off my phone. I had to do some heavy breathing, Scott, this week. Breathing exercises. Lots of them for the ridiculous stuff that happened. Well, Scott, our favorite weekly wrestling show is coming back. I know. Guys, NWA Power is going to be returning on March 23rd. It's going to be on Fight TV via a low-cost subscription bundle. All their videos, I don't know if you guys knew this, were removed off of the YouTube channel. Um, so if you get a chance to get Season 1 of NWA Power, definitely do so. But it's actually going to kick off on the 21st of March. Scott, because we have all the time in the world. we got no yeah. lives. Um, <laughs> back for the attack. NWA latest pay-per-view. Oh, man. Where do we start? Looking forward to this. I don't even know if there's a card yet. I don't even know who's left besides Nick Aldis. <laughs> Honestly, like, everybody else is left. They've all gone to either Impact, NXT, or AEW. So it's like, uh, I'm assuming Serena Deem will be there as well, because she's technically the NWA Women's Champion. Uh, I don't remember who the tag champs are right now, because it was um, Eli Drake and, um, oh my god, um, James Storm. But now they're split and not even in the company. (laughs) So they lost it to somebody. And I know we talked about it, but it escapes me at this moment who those people actually were. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Well, let me look at that. But you ever think that since there's some NWA talent hanging around uh, AEW and there's a door that's forbiddenly open? (laughs) You know, oh my god, it really is like a Thanos situation right now. They're just running around collecting all the different stones from all the companies, putting them all together. So, Oh, um... Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos are the world champions. Trevor Murdoch is the... Yes, Trevor Murdoch is the TV champ. No, he's the national champion. He's a national champion. But the television champion is Elijah Burke, other known as Pope. Really? Mm -hmm. Good for the good for the Pope. Good for the Pope. So, um, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm super, 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 super curious. Um, I think we'll be tuning into this one, whether we live tweet it or not. That's questionable. But we'll be watching. We'll be keeping an eye out um, for this pay per view. Um, speaking of pay-per-views, um, New Beginning in USA happened last week. Uh, very short event. It was, it was like a super mini card, you know, three matches. Um, the big one being John Moxley taking on Kenta for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Great match. If you ever get a chance to watch this, Scott, definitely do so. Okay. Anyway, excuse me, do so. Steal my New Japan account, because I think you already have the login credentials. Um, <laughs> so I was actually thrown off. Moxley retained the title against Kenta. Um, for obvious reasons, I'm a little confused because I have a feeling that um, he'll be taking some uh, time off with 
um, Renee do with the baby, which is why I, you know, I have thoughts about revolution. More about that to come. Um, so, I don't know. It's a good match. Um, on top of that, you, Scott, actually th- uh, told me that they unified the IWGP titles. Um, that was, uh, I saw a few articles about that. So, I was, uh, I, I figured since you're the big New Japan guy that you would want to know this immediately. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, the title, so I, I had to look at it because they were already pulling the, oh, he's the first, uh, Kota Ibushi's the first, you know, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And I'm like, no, he's not. I'm like, I thought it was like some WWE thing where they like, you know, they bring a belt back and like, oh, yeah, this person's the first champion here. Now, so what they did was the original title was the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. This is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Now, oh, the Jesus. interesting thing about this, Scott, is that there's not really a new title. Uh, I guess sure. in the meantime, until there's a new belt, which I hope it's, I hope it's more like the, uh, the IWGP title. I hope it doesn't get modernized like some of these other ones. Mm. Um, but right now it's being symbolized by both the IC and the world championship. Okay. Um, but. This actually happened, I think, early this morning or yet last night for Japan at their 49th anniversary show. Something I brought up to you in regards to uh, potentially, um, you know, if they do a 50th show, you know, something cool that could be uh, experienced true. next year. That's true. You know, just because you and I got nothing better to do but watch wrestling. And uh, yeah. that's our, that's, uh, yeah. That's the, Yeah. So on on top of all this, and I remembered Scott, I remembered the thing that was very important that we wanted to talk about. Oh, good. There's a rumor going out there that after WrestleMania, the war might be over. Well, rumor. This is a rumor. <laughs> it's reported, and I mean war by like right now because the ratings fucking meant anything. <laughs> um. The rumor right now is NXT might be moving to Tuesdays. Sometime after Mania. Um, from, from what I've read, it will be the Tuesday after Mania. That's what would make sense the most. Yeah. Um, My guess would be the main reason, and I'm not going to give AEW any credit here because there's no credit to have. It's just people want to watch what they want to watch. But since NBC is closing their sports network down, their big driver was NHL Wednesday nights. That's not going to change. So everything from that sports network is moving to USA. So from what I'm gathering, USA will have hockey night on Wednesday nights, which means NXT is kind of Expendable. <laughs> so the obvious shift is to move it to Tuesday, which I believe USA always wanted in the first place. But obviously Vince had other ideas because he wanted to, you know, try to head off the ship, you know, of AEW, which clearly did not work in their favor. Because I believe I read something that it's like fifty-eight to nine, so it's not a war; it's a shellacking. <laughs> yeah. 
So, had, you know, you know, WCW only had 83 weeks against WWE, you know, so. Well, that was 83 in a row. I mean, they had more. They kind of traded back and forth after the 83 weeks was broken. So they had more weeks. But it's like, at this point, this is better for everybody. I'm actually a little sad that they are moving into Tuesday because now they go head to head with Impact, with AW Dark, with NWA. So it's like a full jam packed night, a day full of wrestling. Unfortunately, the majority of them start at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, Scott? This is kind of, you know, and obviously it's not even going to be a war. You know, I know TN, you know, Impact is just on Tuesdays. They just happen to be on Tuesdays. Um, but, like, if it was for ratings purposes, that's like Kobe Bryant said he's going to go back to, like, middle school basketball. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, there's also rumors I'm, I'm hearing that Impact will move back to Thursdays, which would be good for them, bad for us, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um. So we'll see. There's Not there's a lot a lot of stuff up in the air. With WrestleMania comes the new year in wrestling. People adjust to it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Well, speaking of WrestleMania, we are just a little over a month away, Scott. I know. It's coming quick. Tickets are going on sale, I believe, this week, if they're not already. People gobbling them up. They wanna I think from what I heard, they want to put thirty thousand people in the stadium. Which I believe is at whatever capacity, like twenty percent or twelve percent or something. I don't know. I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's still a good chunk of people. That Raymond so, James Stadium? Yeah. So, you know, like the one we were supposed to go to you know, last year, but don't want to talk certain, about it. I know. Don't but, want to talk about it. All right. Okay. Actually, that's so, half. That's almost half. Is it almost half? Okay. Um, capacity expandable to 75,000. Capacity is 75,618. Okay. Um, but you also have to remember they can probably fit another fifteen to 20,000 on the actual turf. Well, that's why I think it says expandable to 75,000. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't. All right. I didn't know if that. Like, whatever. But even still, like, you and I are looking towards another certain place. The year after. Dallas, my friends. So we'll uh, we'll keep everybody, you know, involved with what's going to happen when it comes to Dallas. But that's a year away. Focus on the here and now. So, with I think our news segment out of the way, I think it's time to do uh, some little impact. Little bit of impact, yeah. So, Scott and I, we've been teeing off uh, with impact due to schedules and whatnot. Um, this week, I got to take the reins. It's a good episode of impact. Let me tell you, I, I know it gets a lot of crap, um, but I think the product from what I'm seeing now is really consistent. Really, really, it might be the most consistent show. Oh, that's good. You know, I would, I would argue, um, maybe it's not the best at times, but I feel like in terms of consistency, watching Impact, I know I'm going to get something I'm going to enjoy. Okay. Whereas, you know, even with AEW and NXT, even there's moments where you and I are like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why was that necessary? That's true. 
But there's a new Supercard coming up next weekend, Scott. Pull my fucking arm because I got nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> uh, Sacrifice. I guess that used to be one of their larger... Uh, it was. Yeah, it used to be one of their big ones. Um, so we have that coming up. I believe March 13th. Yep. Uh, Rich Swan and Moose for the Impact World Championship. Impact oh. World Championship. Moose um, going to be double title holder. Um... You know, we'll probably talk about that next week uh, as we get closer to it. But I'm going to quickly go through the card. Great, solid show. Uh, kicked off through a um, number one contendership for the X division between Black Taurus, Chris Bay, Ace Austin. Let me tell you, it blows my mind that Black Taurus could wrestle with that mask on and not kill somebody with the horns. Right. He's, he's, he's nasty. He's awesome. I like watching him in the ring. Austin obviously took took the hat, you know, um, the, you know, pinned Bay and Taurus there. I'm definitely having a feeling that Ace Austin is getting that X Division title sooner rather than later. Right now, yeah, it um, wouldn't surprise me at this point. Uh, up next, uh, Tennille Dashwood took on Havoc, where Dashwood defeated Havoc. Um, really. Yeah, yeah, because I believe um, Caleb got involved. God damn it, Caleb with a K. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, following that, we had the eight-man tag match between Good uh, Good Brothers and Finjuice taking on Triple XL and Reno Scum. Uh, Reno Scum is the one tag team here I think I'm the least familiar with. Yeah, they're like hit or miss with being on the show or not. Um, but it's funny, like, now it's two weeks now, you've been able to watch them, and you're like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, um, though this led to some tension at the end between, uh, Good Brothers and Finjuice, after they get the win, but I think we'll be getting, I believe we're getting a match between them at Sacrifice for the titles. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, next, we had Eddie Edwards taking on Brian Myers with Matt Cardona as guest referee. Um, Edwards won by disqualification because um, this just shows you the character that Matt Cardona is playing. He noticed that um, Brian Myers had put something in his armband to give a um, you know give a clothesline and knock Eddie Edwards out cold. Mm. Matt Cardona, even though being Brian Myers, friend, you know him, Brian Myers, he couldn't he couldn't put up with that. So he just was like, no, disqualified. Um, but I'm, it's, it, you know, it blows my mind. I say that phrase a lot. It blows my mind that some of the jobber talent that WWE had, like Brian Myers, great mid-card. You know, he, he can tell a good story aside from being squashed all the time. Yep. His character is very likable, too. As much as he's an asshole... You know, the character is supposed to be a dick. Um, yeah. His character is very, very likable. Yeah, it's 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 fun to see them work together, but be on the opposite side of each other. Because Brian's clearly the heel here, and Macrodona's the face. And I'm interested to see where this goes with those two. Well, I am as well, but the main event... This week uh, was supposed to be Deanna Perrazzo taking on Jordan Grace. 
But Kira Hogan had to run her mouth just beforehand to Jordan and Jazz. And they went to Scott and made it a triple threat. So it was Deanna, Jordan, and Kira in a triple threat match. Um, really, really, really good. Nice. Um, obviously, the Virtuosa uh, got the win. But ODB came out and kicked the shit out of her. <laughs> Kicked the living shit out of her. Um, again, I don't have the sacrifice card in front of me, but there is a chance. I think that ODB is challenging her for the Impact Women's title. Nice. Um, but let's be clear. I'm going to say something, Scott. Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough. I don't know who I like better. Io Shirai or Deanna Perazzo as the women's cha- <laughs> like best women's champion right now. <sighs> right. Not that I, mean, I don't you- like Hikaru Shida. I was gonna say you can't overlook you can't overlook Sheeta too. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I'm just happy that somebody has given Dana Perrazzo a chance to shine. So Impact has clearly trusted her to give her the ball and let her run with it. She's doing great. I think she's doing a wonderful job. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's nice to just be like all three of them doing amazing. We're just gonna sit back and enjoy it. Get the popcorn out, boys. That's right. The women are just, 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 just fire, fire right now. Killer. Incredible. <sighs> well, Scott, we have maybe about a month till the rumored, uh, rumored move. So, I mean, you know, this, you know, we may be pushing towards the end of the Wednesday Night Wars itself. But that doesn't mean we don't stop talking about awesome wrestling. It's true. It's very true. So, Scott, let's kick us off on USA. With, uh, let's go over NXT. to the NXT. NXT. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, kicking off our action tonight, we had a nice non-title tag team match between Oni Lurkin, Danny Birch, taking on Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. All four of these guys are brawlers, and I loved to see it. <laughs> Beat the ever-living snot out of one another with uh, Oni and Danny Birch getting the, the getting the win over, uh, I think they pinned Thatcher. Um, interesting. I mean, I kind of expected the champs to get the win, but there seems to be a little bit of tension between Champa and Thatcher because Imperium showed up at the end of this match. And for those of you who don't understand what's going on, Thatcher's had history with Imperium way back when. So, are they trying to re-recruit him and make Imperium a five-man stable? I think that would be absolutely incredible. Will it happen? Possibly. But who knows? We'll see what happens. We moved on after that. We had Roderick Strong come out. And this is where the pain started. Because, number one, he came out to new music. 
Number two, didn't have a single Undisputed Era thing on him. It may be sad, Sam. I didn't like to see it at all. So he gets in the ring, basically just demands that Adam Cole come out and tell him why he did what he did. But instead, he gets the NXT champ, Finn Balor. Balor's like, Cole's not going to listen to you, but Cole will listen to me. And challenges Adam Cole next week for a NXT championship match. So I'm like, wait, what? Champions don't normally challenge the challengers, but Finn doesn't care. So he wants his revenge. And that might be that might be a mistake. But we'll find that out next week. So with all of that, we end up having a main event for tonight made. Uh, ends up being Roger Strong versus Finn Balor. So looking forward to that. But before we get there, we probably had some of, uh, <laughs> some of the best comedy um, from the way. They went to family therapy. And they had multiple sections and multiple little episodes, I should say, throughout the show. And I love how Austin's completely fine with being abducted. No problem whatsoever. Indy Hartwell just completely being inappropriate for the entire segment, all of them, was just, yeah, it was like a teenage girl trying to go after the bad boy. It was just, I, I could not stop laughing. Candice LeRae clearly being the mom with the mom glasses and everything else. And Johnny just being Johnny, just overreacting to everything, getting insane, getting in the... Um, the therapist's face and it's just I love <laughs> I love when they do shit like this and it works because sometimes they try and it just falls flat but this stuff is just perfect I just I loved it so much yeah I saw your tweet last night it's like I love I love listening to Indy Hartwell talk dirty about um <laughs> it was just so so hilarious like she gives Zero shits. And it's just, well, you do you. I love it. It's really honestly like parents and children. It really truly is. Even though I'm sure, you know, Johnny's, what, Johnny's in his what? Mid-30s? Austin's in his early 20s? Yeah, he's younger than me. I mean, I can... Kind of see the whole father-children thing, but still, it's just, I don't know. I, I really just appreciate it. Uh, and then the fact that the therapist comes back and tells Austin that um, Dexter said that he was one of the most annoying people in the entire world. And I'm like, wait, Dexter doesn't talk, but yet he opens up to a therapist. I'm like, wait a minute. There's some underlying... <laughs> Underlying stuff here. Some shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a that was yeah. I, I really appreciate those those things. Uh we then moved on from that. We had uh women's action with Ember Moon picking up a big victory over Aaliyah. 
Um, Robert Stone uh, was out there as well with uh, Jesse Kamea. And Robert Stone, of course, having some uh, PTSD issues with Shotzi in her new tank. Because <laughs> uh, if we remember, poor Robert Stone was run over by the by her old tank multiple times. So um, I kind of, at this point, I, I really feel bad for Leah. She's been in NXT, I think, for six, seven years now. And it's like... They're still not having her get big victories. And it's like, come on, give the girl a shot. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe uh, if she and Jesse can get along and grow as a team, maybe Robert Stone can lead them to Women's Tag Team Championship down the road. Who knows? But I'm just happy to see all of them on TV. I'm happy that they're bringing people that normally aren't on television back to TV. So... It's uh, it's it's just nice to watch NXT actually give their people a chance. Um, after that, we uh, had our WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match uh, with Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. This was a fire match. Problem was we had a screwball finish, and I. I have a feeling we're going to get more on that later. So what happened is the ref took a bump, and a pretty bad bump at that. And, of course, me thinking, okay, the ref's down. There's going to be some shenanigans. Somebody's going to grab a weapon, you know, and take advantage and whatnot. So at this point, Raquel Gonzalez and Shannon Baszler are the legal competitors. Raquel's on the outside fighting Naya, and they both go flying over the announce table, and they're effectively done for the, for the moment. Shayna is inside beating up Dakota Kai. All of a sudden, we get WWE official Adam Pierce run out there with a raw referee. And at that point, Shayna notices. Shayna slaps in her. Um, her finisher, and Dakota passes out, and they call for the bell. Problem is, Dakota's not the legal competitor. Raquel was. So the match should not have ended. They messed up. Whether it's on purpose or it's not, it looked terrible. <laughs> and the fact that Adam Pierce had to show up and bring a raw ref was also some shenanigans. Do you... Let me ask you something. Because I like to ask questions. I'm a questions kind of guy. You are. Um, do you think this could be the way to pretty much go, hey, we're going to bring a Raw ref down with Adam Pierce, and we're going to have the screw job finish, but that's going to be the segue into you guys coming up to Monday Night Raw. Possibly. It's possible. Um, a little later on in the show, we saw Adam Pierce and William Regal pretty much getting into it. Um, verbally in another room. Uh, and then Regal kind of drops a little bit of a, a teaser bombshell stating that he has a announcement next week that's going to change the landscape of NXT. And I'm like, is this the call to Tuesday? Is this going to be some type of NXT takeover during WrestleMania? Because I'm hearing that that's a possibility as well. That they'll do a two-day takeover on the 7th and the 8th. 
Oh, man. So I don't know. It's just it's nice to be like, I don't know what this announcement is, and I, I really need to know. And, of course, next week there's the the NXT Championship match. There's the Women's Championship match between Tony Storm and Io Shirai, which is also going to be a banger. So I'm really looking forward to next week. So this should be good. But, again, that's next week. We'll shift back to this week. We got our good man, Cameron Grimes, making everybody kiss his grits. <laughs> he, uh, unfortunately, tried to bribe William Regal while he was trying to make some adjustments to the show. He wanted to make some adjustments to the building. Um, he wanted to name it after Cameron Grimes, uh, but obviously uh, Regal was not happy with that. Uh, Regal also was not happy with Cameron for laying his hand on a, a official last week. Uh, Regal worried about a lawsuit. And Cameron's like, it's fine. I'll just, uh, here, here's some money. I'll pay you off. And, you know, because everybody's got a price. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, ah. I'm like, really? I'm like, ah. Him, I swear to God, if we don't get some type of payoff with him and Million Dollar Man, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. It's going to, it needs to happen, Sam. Telling you, the shit needs to happen. Um, but William Regal tells him that his punishment will say will be to check, will be to take on Bronson Reed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, this is gonna be fun, and fun it was. But before that match started, we got to see and hear for the first time on NXT. L A Knight. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Let him talk to us. And he certainly did. Ah, uh, you know, the man is pro- already easily top three for promos. Already. What he does in the ring, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling now that we might have ourselves the beginning of something because. During the Bronson Reed Cameron Grimes match, um, Bronson's about to finish off the match, but LA Knight comes out to the ring, distracts Bronson Reed enough, gets him while he's on the top rope. Cameron Grimes able to hit Caven and gets the win. So is LA Knight coming after Bronson Reed first? Is he with? Cameron Grimes, did Cameron Grimes buy him off? Who knows? I'm excited that he's in a in a feud already. So that got me really excited last night watching that. Uh, also, I want to say rip to uh, Cameron Grimes' old harmonic theme. That, that, that opening harmonica bit was absolutely outstanding. Now, the Kiss My Grits is a great song, and I will not knock it. But I kind of wish they would have kept that first part in before they transitioned into the song. But nah, that's just me nitpicking. It is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. We were then supposed to have more tag team action. It was supposed to be Ever Rise versus uh, Brizongo. But Legato Del Fantasma said, F that shit. <laughs> and came out and destroyed Brizongo. Then. Santos Escobar himself came out as well and took out Ever Rise by himself. Uh, basically, states to the world that don't 
take what happened last week as any sign of weakness. So personally, I think that was the perfect way to reassert his dominance in NXT. So excited to see where that goes. And then our main event was absolutely ridiculous. Finn Balor taking on Roddy Strong. Finn does get the win. Very, very great technical match. Um, and then uh, after the match is over, we get ourselves a nice little pose off between Finn Balor in the ring and Adam Cole on the ramp. Got to love good foreshadowing into next week. So I'm very excited for the show that's coming up. But this was a good this was a good NXT. Um, but after watching what happened on the other channel, which we will not cover today during this episode, you'll have to wait and find out on our go home show on Sunday. But I personally have to give AEW the nod for this past week. Uh, listen to Sunday's go home show, Revolution is back. There's a lot of shit that's about to happen. So definitely tune in on Sunday. And if you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SOB official. It's Scott as Scotty J Stream. And Jerry as the Jinxist. That's J-I-N-X-I-S-T. Um, we are on all or many streaming platforms. If you cannot find us on uh, one, let us know. And if you do follow us on a streaming platform, please listen to us, give us a review, give us a thumbs up, subscribe. You just, just, just give the love. Show the show, show the world that you know the you know Bedlam needs love too. You know the world needs Bedlam. <laughs> so guys, thank you for listening today. Do not forget to subscribe, and as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.